Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. Moves up and takes the lead, but Mr. Brightside's challenging. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood, Cascadian late. Mr. Brightside in front, and Mr. Brightside side has won the mile from Cascadian, the inevitable. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood, I'm thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I'm thunderstruck late. Animo holding on, Animo. This time for the big A. What a provide thunderstruck, Albonagon. He's through on Beauty Eternal. Then came Namur. Next in then is So Rush, but it's Golden 60 for Hong Kong. Four on Voyage Bubble. That's not a whip. So on that ride from Vincent is magic. Golden 60. Wicks down the middle. King Paul Dream at the 100 is getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home. Wicks over the top. Arch is too good. They can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome back to the Racing Previews podcast. You would have noticed we now have Golden 60 in the intro twice. Ask me if I care because I don't. The King of Hong Kong reigns supreme again in the Hong Kong Mile. We'll get to that very shortly, but he's now won the race three times. Equal record uh, in the history of the great race. Nico and Will were doing the podcast on a Wednesday night because Will's told us he's got bets coming out of his ears t- tomorrow. Twilight meeting at Caulfield. So we thought... Why not do it tonight and uh, intertwine it with a bit of Hong Kong as well? How are we doing? Yeah, good. Bot's ripping into his Santa sack early, unfortunately. He was told to wait till the 25th of December, but he wants his presents early and he thought he'd give the punters a few. So here we are on a Wednesday night. Yeah, well, betting t- irresponsibly here, what? Far out. Rail out tomorrow, 10 metres. What, what could go wrong? T- tomorrow is like a 15 times better meeting than what Saturday is. Oh. There are. Jeez. That's everywhere tomorrow. Every single race, except the, the two thousand meter one. But I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll find an angle tomorrow to bet in it. But, um, but I'm betting in like every single race tomorrow. So I thought may as well give the punter something because I'm not going to be giving anything on Saturday because it's not much to give. Yeah. Well, I don't crook. think I've got much to give either. Nico, what do you have? I am. Um, uh, I don't have heaps out. actually. Yeah, I don't know. I've just. Um... Yeah, this time of year, racing takes uh, a backseat for me. So, um, yeah. Yeah, always passenger seat for me. <laughs> yeah, you little fucking princess. <laughs> no, well, I'm let's quickly the, talk the about princess. the highlight of the weekend or the highlight of the week, um, Hong Kong. It is an unbelievable place. You've got to go get yourself over there. Uh, and obviously Sunday was... Everything that they would have wanted. Um, 
I think I got very lucky because even guys that live there or guys that have been going to the the big international meeting for the last 15, 20 years, they were saying that is the best international meeting they've ever been to. But it all started with Happy Valley on the Wednesday night. Um, awesome. Just the way they do everything over there. They've got these massive jugs of beer and they've got 35, 40,000 people, but there's no real lines like you'd see at Spring Carnival to get drinks because the beers are that big that you're satisfied for much longer and everyone's kept happy. It's just absolutely awesome. You can smoke wherever you want. There's people smoking <laughs> literally right next to the home straight in the grandstands, out the back, out the front. Everything goes. It's not a nanny state like Australia. And it's just awesome. That's unbelievable. Um, it looks pretty yeah. cool. Vincent was able to win the jockey challenge and uh it was it was funny because I obviously had the gold and the sixty silks that I wanted to get signed and me and Bish just happened to be walking in when Greg Carpenter walked in and obviously I, I know Greg through work and he's at Hong Kong now. So I had a media pass, so I was all good, but Bish didn't. And the timing just happened to be unbelievable that Greg's like, come with me, boys. <laughs> so Bish has got, we've got into the mounting yard without accreditation. And I've just happened to get Vincent and Francis's signature as they're coming through. Good karma for Vincent. He goes and win the jockey challenge. So that was pretty cool. That's unreal. Not bad. That's I'm so fun. happy for you that you've got to live out a dream that you've had for a while. And especially like it was him winning just is the cherry on top. Like, you probably would have had a good trip, win, lose, or draw. But for him to win and not only win, he's probably his best performance of his whole career. Yeah. It was I'd, something I'd pretty special, be... and it's something that you'll you'll have memories for forever. So, yeah, I'm, I am really happy for you. 100%. Thank you. When I went to Hong Kong, I wasn't allowed into the racetrack because you have to be 18. <laughs> you still wouldn't be allowed in there now, but... Yeah, you'd still have to bring your passport. <laughs> Shut up. They'd be like, no, nah, you're not 18 champs. <laughs> Look at my ID. No, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it was unreal. The stark contrast, the difference between Happy Valley and Chartin, it is a lot different. Happy Valley was like people go there just to get pissed and they're not really watching the races. A lot of people, they're just sitting down in the beer garden and getting tanked on a Wednesday night. But then, Did you, you have any Maccas? I didn't. <laughs> that was How probably the only not? place. Oh, they were saying, I was saying on RSN, they were like, um, what's it like in terms of, you know, trying to get a drink and trying to get food. And Macca's is probably the only place where the line was 15 deep. And I'm just like, no, nah, why, why do I want Macca's when I want a race course? <laughs> oh, something that you're probably never going to do again to have Macca's at a races. Yeah, maybe. That's pretty cool. Maybe I'll, it's an I'll idea for the for Valley. i that idea. Maybe it's an idea for the, for the new Mooney Valley race course. <laughs> Because the Macca's just outside Zandown. Or you can get a barn me at Mooney Valley, just around the corner. It's oh, yeah. In between <laughs> group one races and miss, <laughs> miss Imperatrice. Yeah, go walk down Puckle oh, Street. Oh, goodness gracious. Imagine that. Imagine being just going to get some food right before Golden Sixties race. Oh, no, hold on. I'm hungry. <laughs> a barn me at, at Luke's Bakery is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best $9 you ever spend in your life, punters. Yeah, value. All right, I want to just talk about Sunday a little bit more. Um, obviously, it was the big international meeting there at Chartin. I think they had about 65,000 people, which is probably a little bit lower than what they would have really wanted. It looked a lot but, more than that. Yeah, it probably did. Um, but sounded I think a lot louder than that too. I think it holds like 80 plus thousand. Um, 
It was awesome. The atmosphere is electric. The only bad thing about being at Sha Tin or even Happy Valley compared to watching it at home is you don't get Mark McNamara's call. You get the Asian race call, which does take away from a bit of the atmosphere. Um, And you don't, it's, it's just a bit of a different vibe. Like you don't get, you don't have, you know, like, Aussies getting up on their seats and cheering horses home. They get up and about, but the Hong Kong punters, they're massive on not just their win bets. They're They're, all about their Quinellas. They're rogue exotics, duets and all that sort of shit. Rogue, rogue exotic. So even in the first race... You thrive there, bot. (laughs) Good to see you and the punters as they're just punching out the duets. Well, well, they don't have fixed odds, so they can't do these, you know, win multis that... We do. They've only right. got like running okay. running doubles and daily doubles. So they're yeah. all about their Quinellas. Sick guys have got to find a way to do something. <laughs> yeah. But it's just interesting because you'll have like a heavy Zach Purton favorite who shoots for home like in the first race and wins by two and a half, three, goes away. But they're all still concentrating on the race, even <laughs> after the winners cross the line. They're like, what's run second? What's run third? What's run four? <laughs> it's just a very That's interesting fantastic. dynamic. But that's why those exotic pools are so massive because they just yeah. love betting into their exotics. Mm. All right, let's get into the four group ones. The first of them was the Hong Kong Vars over 2,400 metres. Junko, um, the Brit, was able to win this. The betting go for this on the totes was absolutely oh, yeah. I saw that. enormous. Yeah. I saw it because like, I was it watching was, it on the TV and it said $5 like on the tone. I was like, what? <laughs> Where did yeah. that come from? So this thing was about $13. Um, it's ended up starting $5.50 across the board. You'd call yeah. that a brown lamp. But I think when a horse shortens by more than like 20%, they've got the brown lamp. They've got a red lamp for like 10% and a green lamp for 5%, something like that. And you see it come up on the board and this was a big, big brown lamp. Um They've absolutely walked here, and he's come home with a really nice turn of foot. Obviously, the big disappointment was oh, Lemon Steel. This, this was crook. Too bad to be true. Is there an yeah, issue? Any thoughts it... on this race? I don't think there was any issues out of for Lemon Steel, which is amazed me. He was a bit keen, but I can't. I can't. Difference. I can't have that. This horse has put in a bad day, and it's been beaten like that, <laughs> and nothing's come out of it. Like fuck me, did. It's obviously got ability. It started like two. Price of jump totes was like two forty totes, wasn't it? It started uh, at a dollar seventy fixed odds. Yeah, I think the totes were two forty though. Completely and utterly obliterated. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I got a dollar fifty five about this horse to place, let alone freaking win. <laughs> and it's cost me a massive three leg all up. I'm I'm so dirty on it. Yeah. Fucking hell. But yeah, this was probably the low light of the four group ones because they just—it was just an absolute walkathon. They've gone; yeah. they haven't even broken benchmark to the six hundred, and there aren't that many twenty four hundred meter races in Hong Kong. Like usually, the twenty four hundred meter races they have are decent ones. And was, yeah, there's every chance the winner never took part in the race. Yeah, what? Chayar, whatever it's called. Oh, right, Lemon's right, still. getting scratched on, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, if, if Shaya, that Shaya Ara was there, he, oh, he right. probably would have smacked him. Yeah. Yeah, right. Senor Toba ran a race, the old horse from Australia. He did. He ran okay, but he's still beaten a long way. He was the best of the uh, 
the Hong Kong horses, but this is never a he'll, race that they he'll win a he'll win a twenty four hundred meter race against his own local horses. Yeah. It's just a shame for him that there's not many of them in Hong Kong. There yeah. aren't many staying races, so he's probably in the wrong jurisdiction. He can pinch he's, the he's odd two thousand meter race, but yeah. All right, let's move on. It was the Hong Kong Sprint twelve hundred meters race five, the Group One, and Lucky Swainess gets his redemption for obviously being an unlucky loser last year. Wellington got the better of him last year and he was strung up in traffic. But this time around, he was too good for Lucky with use. Ran second at a monster price, sort of 40 to 1. Wellington ran third. Victor, the winner, just faded out that last sort of 100 metres with Jasper Crone, the Japanese horse, really putting on the pressure. Hachi nailed sure. the race. Oh, 100%. He, he, he said he called it exactly when we, had, when we went through it and I said that I wanted to have Something on Victor. I ended up having something on Lucky Swainess in the morning at Even Money as well. And I backed yeah. the other two small. But exactly how Hutchie called the race was was what eventuated. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a really good ride by Purton. Um, just about at the 400, there is a bit of a gap there and he goes to take it and the horse just doesn't pick up straight away. Mm. Victor, the winner, sort of shuts the door on him and, and McDonald accelerates. But as soon as Purton realized that he wasn't be, going to be able to get that gap, he doesn't force the issue. He waits for Victor, the winner, to go past him. He checks off heels. And then as soon as Lucky Swain has sort of balanced up, I think Victor would have got a length and a half in front of him. But as soon as he sort of balanced up, it was lights over it, lights yeah. out in a, in a few strides. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they, the went horses... they went pretty slow. So it's not easy to take a gap when they're, when they're all going that quickly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's not easy to also stop halting your momentum and then and go again in a different direction. So, like, it, there is a fair bit of credibility to his win, and it was good to see him back to his winning ways. It's only going to get easier for him now because he's just going to be racing the same horses and he's back in that vein of form. But, um, yeah, hopefully um, they do think about going overseas with him. It'd be good to see him mm. in an Everest or something like that if they... They want to come over. Romantic Warriors set the footprint for Hong Kong horses to come to Australia during the spring and show that, yeah, you do have a task getting back and whatever, but um, there's plenty of money over here if they want to they want to come and run for it. Mm. I feel it would pretty, be great to see him in an Everest. Highfield Princess jumped 20s. Isn't that weird? Yeah, she well, everything just drifted. In the morning. Everything drifted, and she was probably the main one. I think the mappers wanted to take her on because they had her sort of not really finding a position, and it sort she of did, did work out a little bit like that. Is she just not that fucking good? No, nah, she's good, but she's not. I don't know. It's like you see this all the time. I felt like, like she that. had her chances to win back in Europe, and she couldn't think, quite get it done. She got beat by, what, 50 to 1 shot in the big race? I think it's inferior form overall. But no, well, it's just like she's still running the numbers, but every time they come over, they're just, they're just different races. Like they go, they go at different paces, and, and they just sort, and they just sort of fall to bits when they come to. Like, so you the, reckon she's more being swings. beaten by circumstances rather than lack of ability or overhype? Well, she's still a one twenty five horse. Oh, like she smashed up Cool and Gatter, and um, yeah, but that's beaten, not, that she beat really Cool and Gatter and stuff, and Cool and Gatter still was never. Super, super, superstar over here. She won a lot. I think people underestimate yeah. how hard it is just to go to a different country, different track, different climate, and just yeah. perform at your best. Still, Mares uh, too can be funny. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
but Lucky Swain Acid started a dollar thirty. Like there was even money available, so absolutely monster go across. We the should just touch on that. The, 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 the Hong Kong punters, they just love backing their local heroes. Lucky Swain S starts a dollar thirty. They all started odds on. Yeah, oh, like deep odds on. Sixty, you could have got better. Sixty, he got into a dollar ninety. I think he got pushed back out to about maybe two twenty odd on the totes late. But yeah. even Romantic Warrior, he was a dollar sixty five or dollar seventy. Yeah, was but he? that's also multis on the Australian. Yeah, I understand that, but they still like it's short. Yeah, let's get they to do the back of their own horses. Race seven was the Hong Kong Mile. Golden sixty wins his third Hong Kong Mile. He won in. Uh, he didn't win last year. He won in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. California Spangle upstaged him last year. But Vincent has learned a key thing with this horse. He's got gate speed, so use it. And from barrier 14, he was positive out of the gates. He ended up finding a spot three wide with cover. Um, and he was only three lengths off him at the sort of four or 500. And as soon as he found that position, I turned to Isaac and I said, gee, he's going to be hard to beat here. And he's put down an unbelievable sort of uh, turn of foot right between the the four and the 200. Um, yeah. They've gone slow here, so he's been able to, to really accelerate. But this is what he does. Runs home in, you know, 22, low 22s. He probably got a little bit tired right at the end and Vincent sort of sat up. But this is close to a career best performance for him, I would have thought. Yeah, he smashed him. Was he three wide, no cover? Uh, he was three wide, no cover early, and then he got cover. That's a, yeah. That is a fucking great ride. Oh, yeah. It was an awesome ride. But it was perfect in being Imagine, drawn imagine out. the amount of pressure, like, to sit three wide, like, and yeah. not sneak all the way back. Because he probably... He, no, he probably, he probably still wins if he goes all the way back. But, like, it well, He almost jumped too well for his own good. Yeah. Mm. No. He but, did. He jumped really well. Well, jumping good is good. <laughs> I, know, I know it's good, but... Yeah, there, yeah. there still is... I, I know you don't believe in it, Bob, but being three and four wide. No, I know it makes a difference, but it's just, you know what I, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Vincent um, wouldn't have made it home. Back to, no, <laughs> scratch that. He wouldn't have made it back to the jockey's room if he couldn't be. I think one thing I really want to say about his recent riding on Golden 60 or, you know, he used to get too far back on this horse, but they actually listened to Shane Dye on the Triple Trio podcast. He does a a uh, bit of a segment called Genius or Slaughter. And he basically just gives it to jockeys and says, like, if they've done something good, he'll praise them. If, and if, he, if they do something bad, he'll sort of hang them out to dry. And when Golden 60 was getting beat a few times because he was just getting way too far back off these slow tempos and California Spangle was able to to beat him a few times, Shane Dye pretty much, I think he spoke to Vincent and he said on the podcast as well, like, what are you doing? Like, just ride the horse more forward. And ever since then, he has been doing that a lot more and he's been close to unbeatable. I can't believe the price he went around. Like, you could have got close to $2. I think you could have got $2.70 on the Australian Corpse at one stage. And he was unbeaten six out of six fresh. He's monstered them. Voyage Bubble, the Derby winner of last year, it's gone around at a big price and he's run a huge race. So he's probably one to follow. And then the Japs, uh, Namor and Soul Rush were also... Decent enough, but no, no match. Huge. Mm. All right, we'll move on to the last one before we let Bot go bananas on whatever donkeys he wants to bet on. <laughs> Race eight is the Hong Kong Cup, uh, two thousand meters in Romantic Warrior. 
the Ladbrokes Cox Plate champion was able to go back and go back to back in the Hong Kong Cup. One of the stronger Hong Kong Cups we've seen in recent times. Romantic Warrior on the Longines scale is rated 123. He was able to beat Luxembourg, who's also rated 123. Uh, he was given an all-time ride by James McDonald. Um, the, average, the benchmark is nine lengths above the all-average benchmark, so it's nowhere near his best in terms of punting form. And I'd say on the way for age ratings, he's still, he's still a little bit off his best. No. Um, I don't think... What are you saying, Bot? Well, this is his best. Like, his best is 125. Luxembourg's a 125 horse. But I don't think it's his career best performance. That's what I'm saying. I think he was better not, in the not far QE2 off Cup. No, he's probably not far off it. But, gee, he was on tired legs late there. That last 200 and, and McDonald just thrown him over the line again. Awesome ride. Luxembourg looked to be gone. At the 400, and he just kept sticking on. Again, great ride by Ryan Moore. And Luxembourg, Ishii Luxembourg should have won the, um, the 2,400 metre race by 500 metres. The Vars, if they yeah. went there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway. Um, Maybe a bit of a miss. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think James McDonald's ride was the difference. It was... Give Aiden a call, but... But that, like, I'm, that's, like, just... J-Mac is so good because he makes everything so simple. He just puts him in the 1-1 all the time and just works. Yeah, absolutely. That's why he's so good. That's why Romantic Warriors... There's there's like, there's like not much between Romantic Warrior, Luxembourg, and maybe Shiguazu, but um, he's won because J-Mac put him in the spot hmm. and he caught a break and he won. He's still, like, obviously, he still deserves to win. He started 2.30, but I hmm. think the, the difference is... Like if, if he settled a pair back, a pair further back, I don't, he probably doesn't win. Yeah, and if he doesn't press the button when he does, he probably doesn't yeah. win either. Yeah. Um, Hishi Glazu ran third. Uh, he actually ran second to Love's Only You in this race a few years ago. So, you know, horses that are proven travellers often race well again when they come to Hong Kong. Straight home was huge, a little bit unlucky. Yeah. I actually thought he should have been in the Vars, but gee, he should have finished real close. Yeah, he, he's, that, he's that Australian horse that was a big sectionals horse at Rose Hill that one day on the heavy track, but he's, he, um, but he came over here, which is probably a weird decision to make because he was like, he was coming off weird wet track form, but it's worked out. He's run fourth in a big race. So yeah, no, he's a very good horse. Prognosis was giving a bit of a sore back. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) He was, he was flying home. He couldn't have done much more. And like, there was just no intent out of the barriers. Like, what do you, What's the point of sending a horse from Japan to Hong Kong in a how, how much is this worth? Like, oh, it's the richest of them. It's probably six or seven mil. Yeah, six seven Australian. mil, and you just flop them out the back and see what happens. Just, yeah, there's no point. Like, what's the point of turning up? Yeah, actually, it might even be more than that. It's thirty six mil Hong Kong, twenty mil to the winner. Yeah, Hong Kong, look, obviously. Let me look what that is. Six million. HKD to AUD, 7 mil. There you go. Yeah. All right. I think that's pretty much it for Sha Tin. Um, yeah, absolutely unbelievable day. Just the backdrop. Just got mountains in the background. It's just an awesome setup. It's just all – Hong Kong is all for the punters. Like, their information for the punter is second to none. Um, really? Do you reckon? Yeah. Like, where, where, where is all the info? Like, is it – On the HKJC website. Even on like the preview shows, um, they tell you the horse's weight, which we don't do in Australia anymore. Like run to run, they say, oh, he's lost 30, 
40 pounds from last start. Um, their mounting yard coverage is elite. Their actual mounting yard at Sharks. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How was the, the mounting yard? How close um, can you get? Oh, yeah. It's you're literally within you know a couple of meters of Golden Sixty. It's it's just one of the best mounting yards in the world. It's like a it's like a whole grandstand for it, and it's a retractable roof as well. Yep. Oh, that's cool. So when it's you know I don't think they have it open that much, but they can open it. Mm. What about um, like the tie ups and stuff? Can you go down and see the horses or that? No. So, well, there's no tie ups. They they're stabled on course and they walk over from their stable. Oh right. So, that's why. When uh, Romantic Warrior came to Australia, it was sort of, it's all new to him. And he sweated up at the Valley a little bit, a, a lot at Flemington because they've got to... He's not used to standing in a box. No. Nah, yeah, right. I didn't know they had like, I knew that they were, they relied heavily on their boxes over there, but I still thought there would be like a pre, like a tie-ups like the race before sort of thing. Nah, they no, they walk straight over. So how far um, are these horses walking? Oh, like are we talking a couple, couple kilometers? No, no, a couple hundred meters. The stables are on course. Yeah, just right. In a so they're part just, of the track. just like a little tunnel underneath or something. Yeah, correct. They just go under yeah, the okay. tunnel. Um, but yeah, in Australia, the uh, they've got to arrive three hours early for a Group One race. So it's just, I don't think people realize how much of a culture shock it is for Hong Kong horses coming here. Yeah, right. There you go. But yeah. Awesome place. Uh, people just love the punt there. They hero the horses so well. Like the merchandise stores, they've got socks of Derby winners, Hong Kong Cup winners, Sprint winners, T-shirts, pens. I've bought a Golden 60 figurine. I think I've – whatever I won on Sunday, I reckon I spent it all on merch, but I've got absolutely – I've got absolutely no regrets. Um, yeah, it was awesome. All right, but – Tomorrow, tell us about tomorrow. The inevitable is about to run, so we're not going to pause the podcast, but we will w- watch it. You Can we pause take it, it away. I can't, I can't hear Nick at all. I feel like I can't hear Nick. He's like pause on my screen. So can we like pause or something? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get back to it. We've just had the inevitable go down live on the pod. Unfortunately, he's got back way too far on a wet track. Uh, but it is what it is. The last leg of many, many multis, so that hurts a little bit. But anyway, Will, tomorrow, Caulfield, tell us about your bets. I'm not going to introduce each race because the potty's going to go for too long, but rail out 10 metres, good track at the moment. We had a bit of rain today, but definitely not enough to do anything to it with warm weather. Just talk us through your bets from start to finish. Yeah, well, just quietly, that was one of the worst rides ever. (laughs) I didn't back the thing, but oh He's a God. fucking hack, Piers. Absolute <laughs> fucking hack. They need to get rid of him. Fucking hell, honestly. He should have won an Epsom and a, probably... Yeah, anyway. Um, he hasn't been given one good ride all preparation. No, 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 no I need to get rid of him. Anyway. Fuck me. Um, yeah, so I've backed pocket size. Probably... I don't know what I'm saying. Can it, you please you give could... us race numbers? So yeah, race race one number seven pocket size. I've backed already. It's been a big firmer in the market. Probably couldn't back it now, but I, I'd hope it gets out tomorrow. It was a big splits horse on debut from an not a popular stable. I wouldn't have thought, and a not not the best jockey. Uh, but it, but it's run some sub eleven sections the last two hundred meters, so that means something. Um, and then the other horse I want to back is a debutant. I don't really. 
dude, back to me, debutantes, but um, River Rose is related to Brave Smash and um, the Chocolate Troll is pretty good. The favourite is obviously um, CBA. Could be anything. It looks pretty sharp off the trials, but um, I'm happy to bid against a Mick Price trial horse because um, they can go down. Like, Mick trial horses can trial really well and then not do so well at the racetrack. Anyway, race number two, I want to back Ocaldino. I think we'll get a better price tomorrow. It's 320 right now. I think that's good betting if you want to have a bet now, but um, maybe half now, half later, but I think you might get better tomorrow. That's the way the market is trending at the moment. Um, the map's probably a little bit of an issue. Probably gets back from barrier eight, but um, just, there's a bit in the sectionals last time and it's a half brother to Shoals and Groundswell. So there's a bit of a pedigree there and I like I like finding those little things. Bit, um, bit of 340 on bet 365. Is there? All right. Okay. Oh, no, it's 320 well, was, now. Sorry, sorry. 320 now. Yeah, well, there was 350 earlier and I missed it. Yep, I was fair. busy. Anyway, Tavu, Tavu was a sectional source. I backed it last time. It was one of the worst rides I'll ever see. But anyway, it goes Sheridan Clark to Jay Carr. So, and it probably settles in front of him. So it could be the one that's well supported. But I think Ocaldino is a nice bet. I think you get better tomorrow. Rank A is the next one, race number three. I think it should be favourite over So Glamorous. There's a bit in the sectionals. It's out of Group 1 winning mare. She started fifty in the WA Oaks and then won the WO Derby. Um, big win on debut, good splits. I think it's a, a nice horse. I think it would be Ford-ish. And I like it up to 1,400 metres. I think it would be a 16 to 1,800 metre horse in time. They're so glamorous, it was well supported off not much figures on debut, but there was a lot in the last 200 metres at Mooney Valley. Um, and yeah, I like it up to 1,400 metres, but um, I think they're clearly the two. The bold soul, I think it's called, for Paddy Payne has been well backed. I'm not sure what off. Um, there's not much sectionals, not much figures. So I think Frank A and So Glamorous are the two, but I'm leaning rank A at the price. I think they were betting $5 earlier. I think probably gets out to somewhere near that. Race number four, I've backed Masterful. I think it can get back to its peak. It was a horse that's run big splits behind Cardinal Gem at one point in its life. It switched stables and uh, it's racing itself into form. I think 1,400 metres is perfect for it now. And I think it can run a career peak, if not a run to its peak. And if it does that, I think it's about a 250 to 270 chance of being 370 good betting i could also have a tiny bet on extra magic but it gets back from a wide barrier with an apprentice on so i might just leave it race number five i bet dane on tour the two favorites is aria electra who i cannot get anywhere near the price that the market has it um it was on it's a horse i think might get out when the real betting starts because it was an unlucky runner um but in a weaker race the race didn't go any good and um Splits are okay, but it doesn't doesn't scream like it's going to run a big career peak. And Aperitivo, who got the a massive PR, and 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 that that run last time was completely separate from its its different form. So I from its other form. So I'm expecting a a drop back to its mean. Uh, and Jennifer wishes the other one I could entertain, but I think I might just stick with bet on Dan on tour at seven dollars. I think they're betting six fifty now, but. Um, I think that, that's fair odds. I think like you can make a case for this horse being favourite. The, the map might be against, but hopefully Celine Gordry can push it out from barrier four. And there were a lot. There was a bit in the splits um, first up, um, and it, 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 it's run numbers. It's got really good form if you look past last preparation. 
Um, it's got, got some nice numbers at, at the mile and um, it's very easy to, to make it a bet at 7, 6.50. Probably get, maybe might get better tomorrow. One of the better bets I've seen in a while, I think, is Zambagini. They bet $10 yesterday. Um, massive on debut, ran close to a career peak of 335 days first up, 33 days between runs. It was about $6 and to $3.50. The market knew it was the last race on the day on a heavy on pace bias day and you couldn't make any ground. It set, settled last. The market knew it was going to settle last and it still backed it ridiculously hard in the last sort of five minutes of betting. And the market's not stupid. Um, so the market knows this horse has a, a lot of ability. And I so think that... I've got to ask you, obviously, about yeah. the you know the 1,200 to 1,600 metres and he yeah. hasn't really we haven't seen him perform really at the mile what are your thoughts around that you reckon he's just got you know a bit of a class edge on these well the thing is with this like so if, if i price him off uh two starts back his first start run yes it's over 1200 meters but if i if i price him off that run then he's odds on and he and like they're betting ten dollars hmm. so i'm not going to do that but i'm going to push that back a bit and that makes him like like this is just i'm just like this is directionally like it does it's not perfect but um like directionally i think he's like a five to three dollar chance somewhere near there the and favorite is socks on the favorite sorry oh I, this what, is what one of the on weirdest the one of the weirdest priced horses i think that i have ever seen this is two dollars ten i think actually no i think it's like 250 now they opened a dollar ninety. i expect this horse to start like four or five dollars i think um, it, was, it was one of the weirdest races. I think. I think the wind. It was, the wind was incredibly strong at Sandown, and and it was on on pace day. And it was it was it was like it's like in, in cycling. If you watch like cycling, like in a peloton, when there there's a thing called crosswind. So if if the, if there a, a gap forms in the peloton, which is the group, it's hard. And, and there's crosswinds coming across. It's hard to make up the ground. So I think that might, that might have what been what happened and was surrounded by a bunch of 100 to 1 chances and all the, the other dangers were back in the second group and it was a race they went like 16 lengths slow to the 600 and it was the only one with any ability and it just kicked away in a really really slow run race to win by six latour de bot sorry latour de bot yeah pretty much it was <laughs> like it, it, i just think this horse would start four to five dollars tomorrow and i think they'll back the absolute shit out of zambagini and war frontier and interlinked is another one. The sectionals were good. The rating's not massive, but I feel it can go to a, another level, but it, it didn't need to. So I'm really happy just backing Zamagini. And if I feel like it tomorrow, I could back War Frontier as well. And yeah, I don't think I'll bet in race seven. Race number eight, I've had Are a good bet. Are you going tomorrow? Am I going? Yeah. Yeah, I think I will be, yeah. I've well, got nothing else to do. My board uni student on break, so. Don't lie to us. You'll be betting in race seven then. <laughs> no, I'll get someone to eat or something. Have a beer. Maybe. <laughs> um, yep. Race number eight. I... This is this has been off the map. Well, well done. Has it? What, 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 what's been off the map? Zabilist. What price is it now? Three fifty. Oh shit. Well, has, has Zuther been scratched? Is that why? Oh yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we, I took we took I took five fifty yesterday, and yeah, it's a good go. Um, but yeah, like this horse is big splits and I think it's suited up to 1,100 and gets Dean Lane on and I think it'd go a lot more forward. It's been a, a massive snick job. It's first two starts this preparation. There's been a bit of 
market market expectation for it and um you know, at, at its first two runs is prep and I think up in trip D lane on and sections that's been running, I think it's I think it's set to run a big new peak and I think it can and I think it'll win. Because I don't think there's much with uh, Kusenya got beaten a 58 at Ararat last time and it's like five bucks. <laughs> it doesn't yep. have to beat much. There's, there's not a lot here and I think it'll go forward and it's got D lanes. I don't, I don't, I don't like backing, not a, I'm a bo- not a box ticker man, but it's a box ticker and it's <laughs> playing 550 and it's like a 270 chance. So just bet. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Is that's that it, it for Thursday? That's it for Thursday. Do you want to give your voice Oh, no, no. Sorry. That's not it for Thursday. That's not it for Thursday. Sorry. There's one at Carrington. I'll give the punters. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it's race number four. It's the second favorite. It's called like um, it's like, um I'll find it. It's Henry Robin race four. Henry Robin one. Yeah, it's been well backed, but um, oh, it's back out to two seventy. So you can bet bet that if you want. I think it uh, like the the other the sorry the, the it's a horse that ran big sectionals on debut from a wide barrier was taken back sat wide. And it's drawn three here, and it's it'll just run a big new peak. It's not hard to because it was hmm. it's only had one start and was slaughtered. But um, and the the favourite is Mariner's Dream. He'll go back from Barrier Eleven, and you don't want to do that at Kyneton. It doesn't have much ability. So I think Henry Robin gets the PR, and I think it's better than Maiden Grade at Kyneton. So it's good for him that one. All right, let's keep you on a roll. Let's go straight to Saturday. Caulfield, I want to firstly ask you something about the rail. So tomorrow it's out 10 metres. Saturday it's out 10 metres as well. What do you sort of think around that? Do you think there's a chance it's either going to compact and the rail is going to be even heavily more on you know on rail or it can start to chop out a little bit if they put mm. enough water in the track and, and it you know has a bit of juice in it and they can get off the rail. Any thoughts around that? Um, it's quite a rare scenario. Yeah. We don't see too many Thursday into Saturday meetings at Caulfield Rail for the same position. It's awesome, isn't it? Um, well, if we win money, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should be tomorrow. So, um, but it—I don't know. I'll, I have no idea. Um, it could be on pace. Could be way off fence. It, if it rains tomorrow, but I don't think there's any rain predicted tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. We'll figure it out tomorrow. All right. Well, you've got a, a smarty for us in uh, race one, and these are different areas for you because, well, maybe it, it, this is the new will because you're finding a lot more two-year-olds who, you know, run these flashy sectionals on debut, and one of them is number one traffic warden in the first at Caulfield. What do you like about this debut performance? Well, I don't know if I'm <laughs> back in too many two-year-olds, but I feel a bit uncomfy launching into two-year-olds. But, um... but you've done it here. Yeah, this this will start like a dollar forty, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> this, hey, what this reminds me of? This reminds me of um, when we backed Cylinder last year in the Mercy Cooper, because that r- rhetorical oh, yeah. or something. The other good often thing was favorite. we don't want those memories. No, we don't want. Yeah, when it broke its jaw and still almost won. Um, but yeah, it reminds me of that. Like it's coming off a well, Cylinder came off like a nine hundred meter Newcastle run, but. This is coming out of a. It's back in trip, which is weird, but um, I think that's that storm boy thing is justify out of a deep family. I think that's a. I think it'll win the guineas next year. Is my my bold statement of the podcast. But traffic warden was quick out and then taken back to last and ran some of the biggest last 
sectional was 400 meters, you'll see out of a two-year-old. So, um, yeah, if this, I don't want to say anything stupid, but this this should just start at dollar forty, won't it? Like, there's nothing. You're here. telling us. I guess I guess that there's a bit of unknown with the other one in the market, the 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 debutante for JD Ben and JD Hayes, but um, it's a bit of a cast barrier for a debutante. Barrier eight, rally up ten as well. Uh, yeah, but it's Caulfield. It is Caulfield. Yeah, correct. But um, um, what about the stable mate, Skoga Skogafoss? <laughs> it comes off the Newcastle nine hundred maiden. Yeah, but the sections are all right. But like this is this is I think that this this run this Storm Boy race, um, there's just so so that that spy wire thing that lost today actually so it started odds on didn't it. It beat Canara, and Canara got beat by Traffic Warden and Stormboy by like ten lengths. This mm, this is yeah. the form that, that I think Stormboy and Traffic Warden will be the two. I think they're both very good, and I, it's, it's like it's, it's by bound, potentially. I hope it's not because it's got a it's got a Milers plus pedigree, so I'd be surprised. It's got Cape Cross in there, Justify. This is a street boss, so like I don't think it'd be too squibby. Like it might, it might be like an it's a stupid comparison, but it might, might be like a an animo sort of two year old. Obviously, it's not animo, but like it's um like it'd be running on and might win a forty hundred meter race, maybe six hundred meter one group one race at Rose Hill in the autumn. But yep. um, but yeah, it, it, this it goes forward here. Like that's a thing. Like it, it settled blast and big splits. It'll go forward. So. Sweet. Anything else? Caulfield on Saturday. Uh, the other good orphan horse in race seven does interest me. I thought that the debut was pretty soft and there was still plenty under the hood. Number three, Jambalaya. What'd you make of it? Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, if we're going to have a layer, it might be it. <laughs> Cause, really? Yeah, the, the sectionals, I mean, the sectionals were fine, but the rating wasn't massive and it was an on-pace rails hot day. And yeah, I, I can't get it anywhere near that price. And she's bulletproof. Only sort of fell in today. Did it? I didn't watch the race, but it started dollar twenty six. But yeah, but no, it's a, it's a it's favourite, but it's not dollar ninety. Don't think. Yeah, o- Oak Hill was just as impressive. I thought. Mm, I just think rail out ten. It could just be. It could be leaders again, and yeah, maybe. if Oak Hill is spotting it sort of three four lengths in the run, then could be very hard to beat but yeah it's aggressive placement going straight from a maiden to a benchmark 70 and starting a dollar 90 or maybe it maybe it won't start that but it's currently that price so mm-hmm. you don't see that too often but it was a pretty pretty buzzy debut yeah anything else um race four i don't know if i want to bet now but um i thought we've got it odds on so i should be pro- i probably should be betting but um, running by running by should be yeah Big run against the, I don't want to say bias, but it was an advantage to be on speed anyway. Um, oh, it was a bias. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> I backed um, south of Houston only because it was an advantage fence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's much better. It was like it was doing a heap of running late. Like it, you could tell it just screaming for 1400 and yep. um, gets it here to be more forward. And there's nothing here. Like yeah, Rumbled again is second favorite. So. Oh no, long time dreaming is me. Long long time dreaming is second favourite, so hmm. you're in two fifty 
I think I'll get 269. I bet. Sounds good. All right, Nico, we need you back because we're going over to the Great West, the Gold Rush, 1,400 metres. It is a Group 3, and they've renamed it the Damien Oliver Gold Rush because, don't say it, don't say it, this is the final time we will see him in the saddle, and they've decided to plonk it as race nine on the card, which I don't mind. They definitely did it on purpose. Like So we got, oh, if he wins it, he goes out on it. <laughs> yeah. Is he racing no, I don't it? Even, what was that, sorry? He's running in it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, correct. He's he's riding automatic, but it's just good. Like, as soon as the race is done, they can break out the beers in the jockeys' room. Everyone can give him the royal send off he deserves. Yeah. There's been some interesting betting moves today in this race. There's it's some interesting speculation with this race. WA Racing have completely just made an absolute mess of it. Oh, one of the best conspiracy theories. Well, they're just stuck in their ways. There's old horses that are just barely can get out of their own fucking way that are in this race and they're stopping the progressive horse who should be in the race from from gaining a start. It's an interesting thing with Super Smink because if she doesn't get a start here, which she probably won't, she runs in the Starstruck Classic Race 4 and she stays at the mile. I'll be betting up if she goes to the other race. Yeah, she probably she, like I'm still undecided. Like she only got beaten a half length by Zipperway, who then ran huge in the Northerly, and a lot of good men also ran well, really well. Put it this way, I reckon she can win the Gold Rush, so I'm backing her in the other race. Yeah, I think 1400 meters is some, her best distance. Yeah, but she probably still wins the other race. I don't know. Rusty Dreams and Younger Lass were pretty impressive last start, but yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the main. Uh, attraction ripcord is into five dollars favorite from seven dollars this is this is lunacy ran good in Why? the winter bottom comes up to 1400 super smink six dollars second Should emergency Ayrton short. open favorite out to sevens Munamak is joined the car park 750 Ayrton open favorite out? yes he did open favorite Munamak 550 out to 750 comfort me was as big as 18 dollars today into 950 into 850, now into 750, any price they're taking. Valorode, the old boy, sevens out to 950, Bustler 950, obviously won the railway. Dom to shooters on the backup after nosing out Zaki uh, in the Northerly last week, and then you got Red Can Man, $13. It's good for him. This is a very tough race. It is very, very tough. On the sixth day, we have backed two horses. Uh, early so make sure you jump on download the app and message us on instagram close friends we've backed ayrton at 17 dollars. we've backed munamek each way at 21 dollars. so i think they're two good prices and i'm really happy with them but this is wide open yeah i'm i'm shattered that she's not going to get a run in the race uh super speak because i'd be i'd be very heavily in her corner i think uh munamek can't draw a gate and Poor thing. he's going to need an absolute Ollie special. Uh, but I Poor think Hutchie. I'm going to have. I think I'm just going to back it in each way. Why? Um, Frosty goes on. The horse is That's going big. okay, I think. Um, gets good ground. Gets probably his best trip. Yeah. There's some. Like, his Melbourne form has got to be better than this WA form. He's had enough time over there to to settle in, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to be with him. I think. 
Yeah. I've got no confidence in this race. I think the draw for Everton's fine. Barry 11, Frosty can just come across. Um, comfort me, I can't really understand why he's this short now. In from $18 into $750. Munamek, although he's drawn out in 17 I think he'll come into 14 after sort of the scratchings come out. And it could work out better than some people think. He could just get the three-wide running line. And we know he does have a really good turn of foot on his day. You'd absolutely love to see it. You would love to see it. Damien Oliver. I'd have to go ridiculously fast. For him to be winning. Yeah, just so that fall in a heap and he just comes down the outside. Yeah, potentially. But what they're racing for a mil and a half, 1,400 meter race. You know, surely there's a bit of a bit of genuine tempo with there aren't too many races of this stature. And and that's why horses like um Dom to shoot are backing up because there aren't that many high prize money races for him. So he's 1,800 metres back to 1,400 metres. It's a good win last week, but draws cast in 14 for him. Um, Bustler, he was obviously awesome winning the railway um, and probably back in trip is suitable, but him 15, there are just some cast draws here that which just makes the race impossible. But I'm Ayrton and Munamek. I'm cheering long price tickets. I doubt I'll have too many other bets in the race. Mm. Oh, cool. all right. Anything else? Bot, do you have a tip in that race? Mm. No. Nico, anything else? Anything around the grounds, around the country, Friday no, fill-ups? No, nothing really tickled my fancy, to be honest. I don't know how much. Nothing tickled you? No, nothing tickled me, Bot. Mm. I'm very ticklish, so normally when something tickles me, I react. But no, <laughs> uh, nothing's tickled to fancy. Um, but one that I I was sort of a bit surprised, Million Dollar Mama, who we backed last start, is in race five at Mooney Valley on Friday night. Nine dollars they've put up. Yeah, I was a PR. We got we wanted we got the cash out of her. We Still, on. is that is that not a little bit big? <laughs> nah. No. So you've already looked at Friday Valley and you've found nothing? Yeah, it's a horror bet to bed, Megan. Oh come on, mate. Sorry, Ben, but you've you've put on a stinker. Good to yeah, see. Well, Lord that's Sesson, what happens when RV good to see Lord abandoned the last one to one race too late. You fucks. There's like five meetings of the yeah. same same races in like four days. Yeah, there's three. There's three race meetings on. Like it's like can we like we just want all we want as punters is competitive racing. We've got three. Like I don't. Does anyone want this? Like three races in one day. Uh, three race meetings in one day. Maybe you do. Like you thrive. I don't I'm just bored that. and I want things. to... I wanted to form on and bet on things, but I'd rather have two meetings and twice the amount of horses and than just ten horses in a race. Like, why not sixteen? Get yeah. better what, prices. What, sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Is that it for the form? I don't know. I think I'm. I'm. <laughs> this sisterhood thing is. It looks. So you looks, do have a better mini value. Nah, I don't. I don't want to tell people to back it. Better. I, I don't know. That Miss Passion, Miss Passion ran a big last two hundred meters. It was backed off four hundred days, so it scares me. But there's nothing else in the race. And Yosemite was big splits, one by six and a half on debut. That was half a year ago, but um, uh, didn't run a big rating. But Sisterhood, well, I started two sixty versus Cast two back and one well first up. I would have loved Cast had these meters. like big ratings. Yeah. Like Cast is one of the like best mares in Australia. Yeah. 
Oh, I want to. I feel like she's a horse that might like. Um, she'll like she'll go to a race, but she hasn't like done anything outside of Adelaide, and and people don't respect the Adelaide races, so you might get a price. And like, it's like it's like um like at Royal Ascot, like backing a German horse that's run good ratings to beat a German horse. to beat a couple of British ones. What a rabbit hole this is eventually. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're very right. Um, it's only Wednesday, so there's no Hong Kong fields out just yet, but I'll have some stuff on the six-day potentially for Sunday. Obviously, the good racing takes a real step back, but, yeah, we might have a few things over there. Let's get to the questions before we wrap up. Stu, how many times did Kaluzzi blow his load at the races on Sunday? <laughs> Twice. Like, like b- both are in the, in the 20 seconds. Golden six is last 400 meters. Yeah. One for each sectional. Yeah, it was a double. Double eject. Uh, Stu, did Benny get the get get to meet and pat Golden 60? No, I didn't. That would have been absolutely awesome. But uh, no, I got close enough to him in the mounting yard and I was very nervous and I was very happy when he won. Anthony Simpson says, Swainess versus Imperatriz in 2004 in the same race. Who starts fave? Likelihood of this matchup? Very unlikely that it happens. I would love to see if they are going to the clash, it probably would be in the Everest. Um, if Imperatriz is winning here and Lucky Swainess is winning over there, I would say if it's in Australia, Imperatriz would start favourite over him. If it was over there, then he'd start favourite. I think it's as simple as that. Mm. Jordan Telfer, not a question, but F me, I love the three goats of Hong Kong. Yep, I do too. Uh, I've bought all three of their socks and I'm wearing the Lucky Swainess ones right now. So up the big three. Max Mini, best part of uh, about Hong Kong, definitely just their love for the horse. Um, and Sha Tim was absolutely awesome. But it's not the just the way they... Mate. What was that? That's not the answer he wanted. The best part about Hong Kong. What yeah. do you want me to say? The, the reggae bars. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what <laughs> and the people and the people you find there. <laughs> Leave it at that. Uh, Max, did Zong Kong live up to expectations? Yes, it absolutely did. Could you tell Will to get out of his dungeon and go to Hong Kong next year? I've been to Hong Kong before, but I just didn't get into the races. I got a little like a little emblem thing. I got. I went to the museum. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the museum is awesome. I didn't touch on that, but mm. yeah, they got a museum at um at Happy Valley, and they've got some really cool stuff in there, and they've got the merch shop next to it. So, just do yourself a favor, get to Hong Kong because it is absolutely brilliant. And it's everything I sort of expected it to be. Last one. What's Will's current units uh, in for two thousand twenty three? I don't know. Are you are you keeping like spreadsheet mad central at the moment or not really? Yeah, I'll, I have to update it. If I can be bothered, but yeah, I'll I just can't eventually. update it sometimes. Yeah. All right, is that it? Yep. Yep. Let's wrap up there. It has been a bit of a different podcast tonight. I don't have too much to say about the form this weekend, and uh, yeah, honestly, I was just happy to speak a bit about Hong Kong. If you have any questions, just send me a message. And um, yeah, I actually met up with someone before I went to Hong Kong to sort of learn about a few things. And he gave me a few restaurants and it was it was the best thing ever. It was the best 30 minutes I spent and it 
definitely helped my trip be better. So if you are thinking of going over, hit me up. Um, we'll go get a coffee or something like that. All right. I Huge. think the podcast will take a bit of a break. We'll see. If the if the if the quality is really good, then potentially it's going to take a break. I know Nico, you're keen for a little yeah, bit more I'm of a gonna, break. I'm going to have a spell from now to probably Magic Moons. I'm, yeah. I'm flat out at the moment with work and stuff like that. And yeah, as you've seen tonight, I'm happy to jump on and talk a bit of shit. But at the end of the day, that's not that's not making anyone's pockets. Uh, a little deeper, and that's the aim of the podcast, as well as having a laugh. So, yeah, I'm just going to have a few weeks off. So thank you, boys, for another uh, a good year. I hope you two both have a, a happy Christmas and a safe new year, and to the punters out there, all the same. And, uh, yeah, get ready for a, a big 2024. There's two awesome. more. Will, could, could you ever say something like that, or are you just too much of a robot? No, what he said. <laughs> All right, we'll play it by ear. We'll um, we'll see what the field is like, and we'll see what sort of podcast and we're doing over the next few weeks. But there is a chance that we won't be doing anything until the Magic Millions. We'll just wait and see. But if it is bye for now, thank you very much, guys, for a magical 2023. It's been absolutely awesome, and we've seen the growth of this podcast. It's grown sort of 70% in terms of our, our following and our listenership. So it's been awesome. We've had some awesome guests on, and we thank – all of those who have come on. Um, but yeah, bye for now. Have a safe and happy festive season. Uh, don't get too drunk on Christmas and embarrass yourself. Do it on New Year's Eve when you're around uh, your mates. And obviously, good luck on the pond. See you guys soon. No, 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 no.